welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. In the first service. So if you didn't watch online, I will advise or admonish you that when you go home, please go back and watch the gospel service so that you can connect it well. But whatever you hear in this service is a complete sermon that will bless you too. Amen. Amen. I want you to close your eyes and lift your right hand and speak the language of the Spirit of the Lord. Speak the language of the Spirit. Speak the language of the Spirit. Lima kashanda ke baleas, landa la baseka tala bahaya, reketele masandi kabari kataya, remalaga shagadema, mendologo si braki sata, beleke sete legreke sala, raba baba shanda la baya, etala bakasha, you are God. Is end of this of your word bring life direction illumination 
understanding, productivity, increase, abundance upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm teaching on the subject, the, the, the blessings of obedience to God or obeying God. This will be the part two. So I preached in the first service. I began to unveil some of the benefits or the blessings that it makes you a true disciple of Christ. How many of us want to see true be be believers in the country? Yeah. The only way you can become a true believer is when you continually obey God. And in the first service, I established that obedience is not just an act. It's not even a series of actions. Obedience is a spirit. It's a habit. It's a lifestyle. The kind of obedience that God demands from us is a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It's not do as I say. It's not the do as I say kind of obedience. It's a life that is inseparable from the believer. So I said that an example is that the fish, the manner of life of a fish is to swim. Are you here? Yeah. The manner of life of the bird is to fly. Bird fly. You, you, you don't expect a bird to walk. When you see them walking, it's a short distance to fly. When you see, you, you will not see a helicopter or an, a, a, an aeroplane driving from here to circle. Like he's driving, he's passing through sprinters, then he's taking over. No, 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 no. They fly. So obedience is beyond actions. Because somebody can be obeying you in actions, but it is for a parochial reason. It's for their own interest. And when they get their interest, they will forget about you. So the kind of obedience that God expects from his children is not a do as I say obedience, but it's a willing obedience. I don't want to go back. I ended with them on servanthood. That obedience to God is a sign of true servants of God. And we looked at the life of Jesus. I also told them that the spirit of obedience is equal to the lifestyle of Christ. So when we say the spirit of obedience, we are actually saying the lifestyle of Christ. If you want to know what obedience to God means, it means the lifestyle of Christ Jesus. So we entered into a scripture and there we ended. But there we begin in the second service. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 7. Give me the NLT version of this because of time. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, look at those scriptures well. He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position. Say position. And add humble position. He took. 
So the first is that he gave up his privileges, his rightful privileges and took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. So I told them that we must learn to be a bit human as church members, as Christians, as believers, learn to be human. Add a human touch to your life. It will make you more forgiving. It will make you more merciful. It will make you more considerate. It will make you think about the next person. But sometimes we have people feel in church, feel the church, and they think they know than everyone. They think they have revelations and all that. And they never have the human touch. But the Bible said, he gave up his divine privileges and took upon himself the form of a servant and came in the likeness of man. If you treat me as a human being, you will respect me. If you treat your sister as a human being, you will not gossip about her because you know how it feels like when you hear that somebody has gossiped about you. You, you know, sometimes you say, eh, church members, simple, they are, they, are, they are even wicked than anybody. So you come to church. You yourself, you know, have you marked yourself? You see, when we don't add human touch to our relationship with people, we become so judgmental that we think that we are angels. But look, you will never have a church filled with angels. Every church you go to, you belong to, you will deal with human beings with rotten lifestyles who have come to the Lord for the Lord to work on them. Jesus, with all his divine powers, gave up his privileges and came in the form of a man. That was why they could arrest him. That was why they could beat him. And that was why they could crucify him. Obedience to God can take away some privileges from you for a season. You will lose certain privileges for obeying God for a season. When a man cannot stand there, you know, some people cannot imagine their life without certain privileges. You come to church, you're a church member. But you can also lose your privilege of sitting down to be preached to and help pack the cars. You can also lose your privilege of being sung to and joining the choir to sing. So Jesus had those privileges. He was the son of God, the king of kings. But he said, no, I want to serve the interests of my father. So I want to come through the womb of a human being. Follow the teaching. The next verse. Okay, so that was the last one. Many Christians are denying themselves 
the blessings of God because they don't want to lose certain privileges to obey God. Anytime you obey God, I repeat, you lose certain privileges for a period. It's not all the word of the Lord that is easy to obey. Some of them will demand our comfort taken away from us. I'm talking to some people. Some of the word you have to obey from God will demand that that which keeps you warmth will be taken. I told them in the first service that there is a level of obedience that will break your friendship with people. So Lot and the wife were leaving Sodom and Gomorrah and the wife decided to look back. Lot didn't care to check up. He left. Marriage counselors will say the husband was wicked. Lord should have cared. I mean, check up on your wife. At least be caring. She has turned into salt. How will you help? You should be thinking about how you will help your wife come back to human being. But there was a word. When you leave the city, don't look back. So if that friend of yours is looking back, keep moving forward. Because it is the moving forward that will take you into your next glory. Hallelujah. There, there, there are so many young pastors filling our media, saying all kinds of things, and preaching sermons that depict that the Christian is not a servant. The Christian is not a slave. I'm not a slave. But this is the king of kings and the lord of lords taking the form of a servant. You see, our little knowledge can puff us up, and the little privileges that come into our lives, we 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 we, we get so 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 engulfed with them that we lose sight of the purposes of God for our lives. Sometimes when I see those in political powers, I laugh. Because a day is coming. Nobody will follow you. People, people, people. You will be ordinary. Go to great companies. When people are directors and this and this. When they enjoy. But when they go on retirement and they come. Some people cannot even recognize them. The king of kings. He took upon himself. The form of a servant. You are a husband. But take upon yourself. The form of a husband. You are a wife. Take upon yourself. The form of a servant. As a husband. Take upon yourself. The form of a servant. Yes. That is the way to define. An obedient life. In Christ Jesus. If every man. If every woman. In marriage in church, at work, who is a Christian, takes up this lifestyle of Christ, of being a servant, Christianity will grow faster than we see. But many of us want to be saved and we never want to serve. I will show you something by the end of the sermon.
The mind of Christ will make us desire humility and servanthood. Any Christian that walks with the mind of Christ desires to be humble and to serve. Say serve. Say he desires to be humble and he desires to serve. Yeah. Because obedience will make you a humble servant. Obedience to God. Obedience to God. I told them the Bible said that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Many of us are willing to eat the good of the land, but we are not willing to obey. So such a lifestyle has left many Christians frustrated because you are desiring the good of the land, but you want to circumvent the path that Christ has defined. Until we learn how to obey God, we will do merry-go-round in life. You see, sometimes, when you are doing merry-go-round, it's a kind of movement, but you are not going anywhere. And many Christians are doing merry-go-round in the kingdom. You can be running. You can walk. You can even pocket. But you are doing merry, you are not going anywhere. Because the path that Christ has defined you want to redefine it and it's not possible. An obedient life is an elevator in destiny. Obeying God brings blessing. It doesn't bring a curse. It doesn't decrease a man. It increases a man. Being a servant is vital for you as a child of God. Are you following me? Many people think that the position is a humble position. The position of servanthood is not their class. <laughs> it's not, I, no, I have a sermon I've titled The Postures of Prayer. And it's all in Jesus' prayer. And the postures we take. There's a posture you take in prayer. Sometimes you take a posture as a son. Sometimes you take the posture as an arbitrator. Sometimes you take the posture as a sinner. Sometimes you take a posture as a servant. Sometimes you take the posture as a warrior. Sometimes you take the posture as a priest. Sometimes you take the posture as an intercessor. The same way in life in Christ Jesus, you can never live your life only as a son of God. When it is time for your promotion in the kingdom, you don't live a life of a son. You must live the life of a servant because it is through servanthood that promotion comes from the Lord. And, and may, may, may this church be, be known as the church of the servants of the Lord. Your amen is not strong. In the kingdom of God, God promotes servants. In the kingdom of God, God advances servants. In the kingdom of God, the, you know, in the kingdom of darkness, when the devil uses you, he damns you. No matter how powerful he uses you, at the end of the day, he will dump you. And he will leave you lesser than you met him. But in the kingdom of God, when God uses you, 
He, he promotes you. He lifts you. Jesus said that if any of you want to be the greatest, let him be the servant of all. In the kingdom of God, that is the formula. But in the kingdom of darkness, look at Hitler. At the end of the day, he had to die in a banker. The devil never uses you and glorifies his name in your life. He would destroy you at the end. But when we become servants in the hands of the Lord, the Lord will promote you by his mighty hand of power. I pray that your heart will begin to drive towards being a humble servant to serve the Lord all the days of your life. The kingdom of God is driven by the actions of love and faith. The kingdom of God is driven by love and faith. Everything you do in the kingdom must be in love. Everything you do in the kingdom must be in faith. But you cannot walk in these two without being obedient to God's word. A lot of us are very disobedient to God. And you know, I'm not prophesying, but you know. We are very disobedient to God's word. And yet we want to eat the good of the land. I believe in grace. I believe in the mercy of God. I believe in the sovereign act of God. But I believe also in the principle that runs through the Bible from Genesis to Revelations, which is obedience to God's word. Because every obedient act you do, it brings a blessing. Yeah. When you take the word, when we say take the word, what are we trying to say? Obey the word. When we say depend on the word, we say obey the word. The word of God concerning that issue. The word of God concerning that issue. If we can take it and obey it. But sometimes we want to hear some who, who, who something. Then it becomes like, this one. But if you take the Bible as it is, you don't believe it. It's like God should add something to it. It's too dry. You are doing morning devotion. And then, and then the Bible is saying that uh, they that wait upon the Lord. Wait, wait upon the Lord. What does it mean? <laughs> Obeying God is the secret to your elevation in life. And God is looking for people. God is looking for people. You can't build Noah's Ark if you don't walk in, in the kind of obedience. That nowhere, um, nowhere walked in. You cannot, Abraham blessings are mine. The level of obedience of a man to God determines how powerful he is in the kingdom of God. Show me a man who, who, who stands in obedience to God. I'll show you a man that you should not touch because it will be dangerous for your life. I pray that God will find you. You will begin to desire as a woman, as a man, to begin to obey God all the days of your life. In God's kingdom, when you become a servant, you become somebody. <laughs> In the kingdom of darkness, when you become a servant, you are nobody. But in the kingdom of God, when you become a servant, that's why Jesus said, the greatest amongst you must become servant. Don't be happy when every time people are serving you and you never serve anyone. 
Oh, that means that. I mean, no, no, no. That is not how Jesus came to show us. We are following the lifestyle of Jesus. We are following the pictures that Jesus showed us. He sat down, took bowl of water, took towel, washed the feet of his people, showing them the way of the kingdom. If every one of us, church members, pastors, husbands, wives, we will grow in understanding that our calling as Christians is not devoid of servanthood. I hear some messages eh, and I, I start wondering that is this the message of the gospel? Are we sure we are hearing the message of the gospel? Are we sure that we are preaching the right things? Because these are the messages that when you preach, nobody will shout to. Because it's, it's like I'm putting you on the spot. Because there's something going in your life that you must obey God. But you are doing yourself to um, this, this, and then Pastor to has come and he's hitting it hard. Yeah. Are we preaching the gospel in church? And this is the gospel. The gospel makes you to develop a lifestyle of that of Christ. No preaching is above the gospel. No matter how it will sound, no matter the grammatical expressions, no matter the rhythms in the message, if the message does not push you to look like Christ, it is not gospel. It's not. It will make you nice. Some of the message you can get it at Gimpa. It's not gospel. You can go for seven weeks training. Public speaking. It's not gospel. A Hindu can teach that. A Muslim can teach that. But a Muslim cannot preach the gospel. They can't. Because by the time you are saying Jesus is Lord, that means that you are being led by the Spirit to say Jesus is Lord. But you can go and they'll teach you grooming. Cut your hair like you mess hair. Let them cut it like this. And leave them. <laughs> Obedience to God is the secret that great men in the kingdom walk in. Obedience to God. Elisha. All we know about Elisha was that he was the one pouring water on the hand of Elijah. Kingdom exaltation does not come with artificial arrangement. When it is time for you to be promoted, God will push away all artificial arrangement because long before they got to know that God is about to promote you, God has already noticed what you have been doing. Look, if you see that God is promoting somebody, don't be jealous because God does not promote fools. Yes. By the time, no, you, you, even at your workplace, your general manager, does he promote fools? No, I'm asking you. No, 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 no. No company will put an operational manager who is a fool in charge of a company. No. By the time God is saying, Jude, it's time. You cannot stop the promotion of David because God has already marked him. God knows us. 
He watches us. Abinadab, you look handsome. You have dressed well. You are using Jojo Amani perfume, but hey, I'm not promoting you. Go. Samar, Eliab, they brought all of them. Man-made arrangement. Artificial things to cover up. But there was a man that God has already found. I'm praying for you that the secret to your promotion in life is not for you to hit a jackpot, but for you to live a life of obedience to God's word. When you are living a life of obedience to God, your life does not look nice. Most of us wouldn't have passed the test of David. But we always quote him when we want to talk about David, we go to uh, David and Goliath. We don't look at him taking care of the sheep of his father. The youngest, they let him go into the bush every day. Seeing lions, seeing snakes, killing bears. Every day, we will complain. They say, Usher. In Tidebian, may usher. They say, do this. They say, do that. They say, do that. For a long time, it's like, how long will I be an usher? When will I hold the microphones up? <laughs> you can't pass the test. Many of us, the average Christian today, cannot pass the test of obedience. The average Christian. We shall tighten up. God. What is the use? I'm not seeing anything. I'm paying tight, but I'm still tight. But the last time I heard the preacher, he said, Those who don't tight, their lives are tight. But I'm tightening, and my life is tight. That's why I said, Don't be too moved with those rhyming words. And Sakodi and Koa can rhyme with them. When you understand obedience. No, if you were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm sure you will curse God. Because I stood for God. God has stood for you. Everybody bowed. We didn't bow. And look, look, they are carrying us into the fire. And even we brag that our God will save us if even doesn't save us. And still you didn't come. And they are leading you to fire. It's not a dream. It's a reality. At that point, you will melt. I know that at that point, eh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they started shaking. Yes. Don't, when you are reading the Bible, don't think they were spirits. They were shaking. I watched a video where a, a, a guy was going to be killed, criminal, and they asked him what is his last wish. He, he, she showed them the food he wants to eat. Whilst he was eating, it, he was shaking. You have not been condemned to death before. Don't ask me. Me too, have not. <laughs> but I've seen. <laughs> they were walking to the fire. Nebu has ordered that they hit it seven times. And the people who went to hit it seven times, the fire burned them and killed them. 
and you are going into the fire because you have been obedient to God. I've been obedient and I'm suffering. I pay my tithe and I'm suffering. I love God and I'm suffering. I'm coming to church. You some people are going to die. You are talking about faded dress. People are walking into fire for obeying God. You obeyed God and you became inconvenient in your finances and you are complaining. What is money? You walking into the fire. They obeyed God. Obia kneel down. They were standing. Papers. We won't bow. We won't bow. To them it's the fire. But you see, when you need God most, He will show up. He will never put your faith to, to disgrace. He will show up. And He will show the difference. Our only problem is that can you endure the life of obedience to the end? That kind of lifestyle is disappearing in the church. Gradually. It has been watered down. It's like obedience is not important. We are looking for nice church. Nice Christians, rich Christians, successful professionals. How are they succeeding? Do you know what is happening in the corporate world now? How are they succeeding? Is it by the way of obedience? The church, if we stop playing church and we become Christians and we let our light shine wherever we are, Sometimes you are working with a Christian. You don't even know that he's a Christian. Then somebody tells that this one is a Christian. No. I don't need to know that somebody is a Muslim. When I'm working with, I will, you will know. They won't drink alcohol. They won't eat this. Afternoon, they are going to pray. Threaten them. Whatever. They are going to pray. Say all you want to say. They will go and pray and come. Where is our faith? How long can you obey God? Today that is the message. Be a servant to God's word. Let the word of God drive your life. Walk in hard. Be a hardcore obedient child of God. God never left none of such abandoned. Hallelujah. When we serve God's interest, God himself lifts us up to be comfortably seated with Christ Jesus. Obeying God makes him rule, makes you rule with him. He makes you a ruler when you are a servant. God makes servants of God. Rulers. Rulers. They operate in God's power. More. Ephesians chapter 2 verses. Kadiba Kapayas. He said, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The more we become servants to God, we reign with Christ. Pastor, me, I'm not seeing the power of God. Pastor, me, this and this. I'm not, I don't know. No! The life of obedience 
is, is the price you pay to operate in God's power and God's increase. If Peter did not obey Jesus' instruction, he wouldn't have had a net-breaking miracle. So if you are praying for a net-breaking miracle, pray for an obedient heart to God's word. Because God's word is the container that unveils all your blessings in the kingdom of God. May you receive the spirit of obedience from this very morning in the name of Jesus. Servanthood is the key to divine promotion. Be a servant to God. Serve God genuinely. Don't serve God with an eye service. Don't serve God occasionally. It's a price you pay. It's a price you pay. There's no way we can preach the gospel when obedience to God is not the centrality. There's no way. Train up a Christian without teaching him obedience to God's word. No matter the stories you tell him, you are talking about old men fables. It doesn't work. Old men stories. Stories don't change people. The heart of obedience changes a man to become a disciple. The heart of obedience. Then the stories... I mean, I can start saying a lot of stories. You'll be laughing and you'll be impressed with my grammar and how I read. I'm not preaching for you to be impressed. I'm preaching for you to change, to conform to the word. God does not give us sermons to come and impress you. No, I'm, I'm not that kind of preacher. I don't know how to impress people. By the time you are too comfortable with me, the next minute I'm firing you. Oh, Pastor DSA is my party. Your day has not come. <laughs> oh, Pastor DSA. You know, wait. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me do five minutes, seven minutes are close. You cannot be a servant when you are not an obedient child of God. Obedience is beautiful. Jesus obeyed God even to the point of death. Even to the point of death. Even to the point of death. I remember a story about the man of God who was dying. They were taking him to the hospital. His sugar had gone up. His BP had gone up. And whilst they were carrying him to the hospital, he was still speaking in tongues. And laying hands on people and the people were getting healed. But when they got to the hospital, he died. So, you see, be careful what you say. Because most of the things that you say are not true. Or a man of God, Pan, Wajaris, and Odewuno. A man of God, he's a man of God. He's not God of man, he's a man of God. He's a vessel. You are a vessel. That is why you must not be proud. If God is using you to sing, it doesn't mean that you are the musical. Jesus is the music and he's using you to release the music to his people. He, hey, all the choiristers can decide that they won't sing again in the church. Church will go on. They'll be shocked. 
we, we will all sing some. As I'm singing, the backers are here. They are the intercessors. We will sing. It, and it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a Friday, none of them were around. The anointing of God was here. I was singing. Pe, 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 pe. And we had the power. Who was it on Friday? Yeah. Pe, pe, pe. Wasn't on the, an anointing. It was anointed than this service. It's anointed. When God begins to use you, don't think that God didn't have any vessel. He just, out of mercy, eh, he sees what your grandfathers and mothers have done and he wants to pick you up and use you to, in order to cancel certain things. Humble yourself. Give the Lord a clap offering someone. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. This is the attitude that Christ desires from every Christian. Every Christian. It even determines the rewards we get when we give to God. When you give to God and you take a posture like God owes you, Excuse me to say, you are a fool. Let me show you why you are a fool. Everything you have is from God. Even your very life. No, if I ask you, Ima, you have one million dollars in your pocket. There are, there's one thing you are supposed to give. You have only two things. One million dollars and your life. Which one will you give? You give your life. You keep your life. Uh-huh. You get the one million you go and that life God gave it to you and God is sustaining it then you give God one million dollars and you are standing there that God owes you I just sing amen God uh, Jude come let me illustrate come they have to say, say yeah, God you owe me the last I give you one million. You, you, eh? you forgot it about me. Who are you? You forgot it. Most of us take that posture. Please sit down. Most of us take that. When we do something for God, it's like you are waiting, like what to hold day. No, 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 no. Our attitude denies us our rewards. What have you done for God? What? You tell me. Okay, let me give examples. Let me add five more minutes to my preaching. Examples. What have you done? So, no, you tell me. What have you done? Say, you bought this chair. If you didn't buy, there will be another chair there. Oh, my brother. So you think I'll come to church and I won't get anything to sit on? I will sit on. Even kitchen stool is there. We will sit on it. <laughs> are you here? You bought air condition. And so what? With that, are there no churches? These big, big churches are around. Did you see did you see air conditioning in their rooms? What have you done for the Lord? If it can surpass that which Christ did, then I will salute you. Because you did more than Christ. But if what we have done for the Lord 
cannot be measured to that which Christ did for us. Our attitude towards him is say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege. Even now, HR, when you go for training, they train you. If a customer comes to buy from you, he pays you. Still, you must thank him for coming to buy from you. Our papa said, he brought money to have given his butter trade. He brought money I've given him. Why should I thank him? It's a privilege that somebody walks to your shop. That is why when people come to this church for the first time, that next week, I call them personally to thank them. That's all I do. I will thank you for coming to this church. Because even here alone, there are about 12 churches surrounding us. You pass all of them and came here. Not because I am anointed. Not because of anything. But you chose to come here. I pray that you will begin to see life in a very humble way. And a way that will bring glory to the Lord. What have you done for the Lord? Have you died on the cross before? Even if you want to die on the cross, God will say no because Umujan are prom. Drunkards are in your blood. Your uncle is a drunkard, your father is a drunkard, your cousins are drunkards. But the blood of Jesus, that life was not from man. It didn't have the sperm of Joseph. It didn't have the egg of Mary. It was wholly conceived by the Holy Ghost. I came to speak to somebody that the next phase of your life must be a life that to be described like an obedient child of God. Give the Lord a clap of love. Jesus. When we walk with the Lord in the light. In la ba 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 ka sha ta ka ya. In la ba 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 ka sha ga de de ba ga ga ga. We do his good Next week, I want to teach on another subject. I will cut into something before we go. The next benefit of obedience is a strong faith. When you continually obey God, you build a strong faith. And I told you in this kingdom, two things run the kingdom. What and what? Love and what? Faith. You want a strong faith? Obey God. Just take the scriptures. Every morning devotion. Take the scriptures. Steady. Whatever God tells you, apply to your life. 5.30. Go and listen to Dr. Tabel. Listen to him. Five minutes. Whatever God instructs in that broadcast, take it and apply it to your life. 
you will develop a strong faith in the Lord. Yeah. You don't grow spiritually overnight. I told you 20 ways to grow spiritually. It's prepared, it's there. Because I want you to grow in the times we are in. Look, we will not be on earth forever. The earth is rolling up. Calamities are going to increase. Wickedness. Saw the video that they were killing the woman. Wickedness is going to multiply. I'm not prophesying. It's in the Bible. It's there. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Jesus Christ. To build your faith in the Lord, you have to live a lifestyle of obedience. You can't have a strong faith as a believer without a lifestyle of obedience. Obedience. Obey the word of the Lord. It's, it's beautiful. Let it be known that he doesn't joke with the word of the Lord. If what you are going to say is anti-scripture, oh, I can tell you, you go and you bounce you, he will tell you that is this. Your life will be devoid of a strong faith. Your Christian life will not be strong if you're a disobedient child of God. You obey no scripture. When it comes to holiness, when it comes to giving, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to honor, when it comes to what? You just don't do anything. Umbu scriptures. When you have an issue and we say, okay, the word of the Lord says, oh, pastor, pastor, you see, pastor, this is why we don't come to pastors. This is why we don't. You people are out of reality. You, you are out of reality. You are out of reality. What is more realistic about the word than the word of God? It's, en- it's enduring. It's lasting. You know the word of the Lord. It is milk. It is meat. It is bread. It is bones. It's a shield. It's a fire. It's a spirit. What are you talking about? Build your life on scripture. Don't build your life on sand. Stories, Lucy. Don't build your life on stories. Me, I've been there before. You let me tell you. You see, 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 you see what? <laughs> Go to the scripture and show me what the Lord has said. You might have experienced it, but it's not scriptural. I don't deal with experience. I deal with scripturally experienced events. If the if experience is out of scripture, throw it away. Because at the end of the day, it is by this standard that we live by. Your faith will never be strong. Miracles don't build our faith. Miracles are expressions of our faith. They don't build our faith. Don't come to church looking for miracles. Looking for prophecy. If you want, come on Friday. Friday there is dedicated for all that. We do all the whatever. But when you come to church on Sunday and Tuesday, be ready to be instructed by the word. Your faith will never grow if you are a disobedient child of God. Obedience and faith 
are two inseparable entities. You can't separate them. It can't work. It is not just a one-time obedience. It's not, it's not just. If I should ask you, how many, how many Sundays have you missed this year in the presence of God on Sundays? How many months have you missed giving your tithe to the Lord? How many fornicative beds have you lied on? How many doors of temptations have you escaped? How many sacrifices have you made for the Lord? I'm asking you. How many words? You know, I'm going to show you a scripture and we'll end with, we'll end second service with it today. A scripture, you have looked at it in a different way. I'll give you another way to look at it. Then you know why your prayer life is not fruitful. answers. I will show you. Because an obedient life is more powerful than just prayer. To obey is better than sacrifice. And prayer is a form of sacrifice. I don't want to deceive you to live your life and then I give you high hopes and you are not seeing anything. I have to tell you why the fruits are not coming. Then you return to God. And in your own one corner, start following God. Small, small. Because you can't obey God big when you have not obeyed him small. You, you can't. You have not been able to obey God like this. And then one day, no, it's like, you want to, hey, you will fall down. In the realms of the spirit, it's not like that. We build our faith. We build our faith. You can't be anointed overnight. You can't be you 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 can't be a king overnight. Overnight, you can be a king in the realms of the spiritual, but the manifestation, no. You know, fear, yeah, you are a billionaire. When we ask you, you have big confession. I'm, I'm not poor. Me, I'm not poor. I can never be poor. Because you heard Bishop Wedepo saying it. I can never be poor. I can never. You, you, you know what he saw before he said that? And you heard him know it. You have said, I can never be poor. Don't call me a poor man. You're a poor, proud person. I can never be poor. We have heard. We heard you say this 15 years ago. Still, you are saying it. Let's stop the games and get to the scripture. God doesn't just bless. He doesn't bless fools. He doesn't bless them. Your faith can never be strong in the absence of obedience to God's word. And husbands, drive your home with scriptures. Act in your home with scriptures. Live in your home with scriptures. Because you must be a shining example to your wife and to your children. And to her family members. To their family members. To be happy. This message is there. The weather is the, the room will be quiet. 
but it's the best of messages. Because as you are quiet, I know you are thinking about something. I know. Obedience to God puts you into a line to obtain God's blessings. There's always a line that commands God's blessings. You see, when you are advising single girls, they think you are an old man. Pastor, they are not there. can't WhatsApp. So when I do singles meeting for them, they don't come. Even on Zoom, they won't come. Because they are like, many boy business, they are pastor back and it will force me out. I won't listen. I don't want to listen to anything. This man, I know him. He will spoil my soup. He will pour sand in my gari. This gari I've gotten it from China. I'm going to eat it. Go and eat it. He go choke you. He go choke you. And he said, when he chokes them, then they come and appear in the single meeting. Quiet. Do you have any questions? Everybody's quiet. I know something has choked them. He choked them. He shocked you. Shock you. Don't be shocked. Because you vehemently rejected God's counsel. He go choke you. <laughs> so when you are shocked and you come to me crying, I will tease you. I say, he shocked you? <laughs> Give the Lord a clap for someone. So the scripture I want to open your eyes into is Mark chapter 11, verse 23 to 24. It's a scripture we all know. So everybody look at it. Give me a softer version. I told when I'm ending scriptures, sermons, I want softer version. So I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, who has seen this scripture before? Almost everybody. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. And it will happen. But you must really believe it. Believe it will happen. And have no doubt in your mind. We like that part. The verse 4 Christ is what we like. I tell you. You can pray for anything. Hi, 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 hi. Prayer meeting. Lift your right hand. You can pray for anything. Say in the name of Jesus. That's what we like. <laughs> you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. And it's true. It's the truth. But have you ever prayed and never received? Hello, hello. Have you ever trusted God last minute? And that which you didn't want to happen, happened. Let me see. Me like this. Me. I will show you why. The verse 23 and the verse 24. Remember what I'm, 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 I'm preaching on. I'm preaching on what? Obedience. The verse 23 and the verse 24. They don't make sense until you read the verse 25. So put the 25 there for us. He said, but, someone say but. 
Oh, say but. But when you are praying, you see, the God now say pray. You can pray for it. You see why when you pray, you don't get it. The, you, prayer is not just sweating in the prayer. You must go well. God doesn't do things hook or crook. <laughs> By hook or crook, God will do it. He won't do that. God is not a crook God. God is not a, a, a 419. Blood money. God will not give you money be, by blood. God, will, God can give you genuine money for you to chop. And may God give you good money to chop. Amen, Amen is not strong. Amen. May God give you money that you buy a machine. Like when you are in the car, you know that it's not a car, but it's a machine. Amen, Amen is not strong. Amen. When you change gear, you won't hear anything. Not the one you are currently using. Cra, 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 cra. And with the runabout now, we shout the boo. But when you are praying, there is no instruction to stand like this. There is no instruction to God. Those things, eh? They don't mean anything to God. Where people are worried about, eh, you cannot pray. Prayer doesn't mean you stand like this. Prayer doesn't mean you hold like this. God doesn't think about those things. Are you here with me? He doesn't, those things are not his, his problem. It's a cultural thing and God is okay with culture. You can go to India. Most of the time when they are praying, they sit down and they cross their leg. But if they pray in the name of Jesus, God is okay. So don't be zeroing or minus. And this intercessors, now this when they are praying and they stand and they do like is it your problem? You are, you are majoring on things that this is what matters. That when you are praying, first forgive anyone. You see, you can pray sanctimonious and you look more righteous than the one praying here, here, here. But you are an, an unforgiving. You are a very quiet person, but you are wicked. And God will be interested in the one doing ear, 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 because he knows the person is praying genuinely. Are you here? Look at scripture and live your life. He said, first forgive anyone who are holding, who, anyone you are holding a grudge against. So that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Because without that, eh, Sandra, you will pray and pray and pray and God will mind you. He said pray. You can ask anything in his name. But before, you saw the but. But if you have done good English and you went to good school, you will know the meaning of but. You see, you say, oh, oh, you can visit me anytime. But anytime you are coming, call me. That means that you can come eh, and you will not come and meet me because you didn't call me. Obedience. If you can obey this scripture, if you can obey verse 25, verse 24, 
and 23 will make sense to your life. Close your eyes and let's pray. Close your eyes and let's pray. Put your hand on your heart and pray. That Lord help me. Baptize me with a passion. Baptize me with this to obey you Lord. I want to obey you. Obedience to God is a faith booster. Pray that Lord help me to obey your word. It's a faith booster. I want you to put your hand on your heart. Your right hand on your heart. I told the first service that in science, there is something we call calcification. Calcification. It's a process where there is a constant deposition of calcium into a tissue like a cartilage. And with time, it becomes hardened. So is our heart. Little, little disobedience. Small, small. It, it doesn't make sense. A little one, a little this, a little this, a little that, a little this, a little adding zeros, a little taking out zeros, a little crook deal. Small, small. Oh, but this one, God no go do anything. I mean, a little, a little. And that is how a child, when you born a child, the hand can be turned anyhow, it will never break because it is not hardened, it is a cartilage. But as the child grows, there is deposition of calcium, and with time, the hand becomes hardened like this. So is our heart. The little, little foxes, when they grow in us, they spoil the vine. I want you to pray. That Lord, take my heart and let it be. Take my heart and dip it into the anointing of obedience, the spirit of obedience. It may be a weird message, it may be an odd message, but take it to heart. The Lord, I want to obey you. The rest of my age is Lord. I want to break free from this. I want to walk out of this. I want to walk into this. I want to walk into obedience. I want to walk into your glory. I want to be the vessel you want to use. You want to use. You want to use. When we walk with the Lord, just the congregation with the instrumentalists. In the life. Sing it very loud. On our way, while we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who trust and Trust and obey For there's no other way To be happy in Jesus' name 
God's blessings are in a one-way traffic. And that traffic is obedience to God. I pray for you that you will not miss out on God's blessings for your life. That you will obtain the promises. You will obtain it. You will obtain the promises of God for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the church, for the sake of your family. You will obtain the promises of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord a very good clap offering. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.